0: So so, this is a problem you will see. You need to be ready to deal with it. Okay? So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to get ready to deal with it in the next 20 minutes or so. So I'm I'm sorry, I'm not sure why I couldn't show up so well on the front. But we're going to talk a little bit about X-Men and uh, spend a lot of time on topical steroids. All right, so location, 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 rations on the knees, forehead, cheeks, uh, around the neck, in the uh, in cubital space and down around the feet often are eczema. So if you see a rashes location and it looks like it's a little scale, you should think perhaps this is a person that has eczema. So there are different kinds of eczema. Of course, you can see it as an acute form that breaks out suddenly, often, I don't know why, in, in relationship to some exposure, a virus, a drug, Um, uh, topical things like wool or something like that that makes makes people break out. Most of the patients you're gonna see will have chronic eczema. Places that people get eczema that we don't often look at are things like behind the ears or in the ear itself. On the fingertips, this is called otic eczema, this and then this uh, chapped, fissured feet, which is an extremely difficult problem to deal with. Many patients who are elderly have this kind of problem and you would think it's something else, but it's not. It's just exemplary skin. Okay, what's this? What is it? Someone said cancer. <laughs> it could, be, it could be a cancer, yes. Lyme <laughs> disease. Lyme exactly right. There's a bite in the middle of this thing right here. So I don't know what that little uh, thing is over there, but it's, it, it doesn't look black. But this is Lyme disease. So don't confuse Lyme disease. With What's this? This is my granddaughter. Bumpy, no scale, kind of diffuse. What would you? What's the differential? Localized rash. big differentials are? Could be contact dermatitis. That's initially what I thought it was. But it didn't get better when I treated it. With the it's still isn't it got worse. So it's on the face. Okay, what's this? This is a uh, a single patch on the skin. The patient actually broke out in a rash. If you patch for the wow. What's this? <laughs> this is not a bite. There's <laughs> a little, little raised area around here. That's granderome So those are the big differentials. Those things are the big differentials for this problem, which is numular eczema. Um, you can tell it's eczema because the whole area of the skin is reddened. The whole area of the skin, some will bug the patient. Often it's itchy. And uh, you see these kinds of scales on the top. But sometimes those scales are actually a sign that the patient has a superficial infection. So on occasion, if you see a lot of um, drainage, serous drainage, or it looks you like there might be some honey coat on the top of the thing to get rid of eczema, you may need to give the patient, of course, antibiotics. So that's one of the answers to what other things can be used to treat eczema. Here is hyperkeratotic eczema. Uh, the way you would treat this kind of problem is to do what? Moisture. What would you guys <laughs> do? Yeah, so say it out loud. What would you do? You ask me to wear gloves and you put yeah, really Exactly right. You put the cotton gloves on and at nighttime mm-hmm. and you put on a high potency storage <laughs> cream under the gloves. And um, during the day, every time they touch water, you have a moisturizing treatment. So um, sometimes you're successful in getting rid of it that way, and sometimes you need to get some sort of systemic treatment depending on on how widespread it is. So when you see this really thick stuff, it's called hyperkeratotic eczema. Here is an African-American with eczema in the back of the knees. This is a classic way to look. this is complex with this hydrotic eczema, which is usually along the border of the, of the finger, but can, can be on the palm this way. And um, this kind of eczema can be the same way the hypercaratonic eczema can. You can put on a, something like gloves or something like that to, or, or cover the fingers with a serial containing tape at nighttime while the patient is sleeping. And um, that is uh, at least help the problem get partially under control. Here's a, you know, a wise uh, resident once came in with a pictures of this and I did not know what the name was. I knew it was eczema, but the name is asymptotic eczema when you see this kind of change to the skin. It's not a vascular change, it's due to eczema. Okay, here's a child uh, who has this kind of diffuse eczema to rash almost all over the trunk and limbs. And so what food would you feed to this child? What would you want the parents to start feeding to this child and at what age? Peanut butter. Peanut butter, exactly right. So you'd want to start that somewhere around age six months. And um, this is a, a classic exonatoid look on a baby's face. This is not going to be taken care of. I'm sorry, I wish it were. If you can just wash the face with soap and it won't go. You need to put some sort of non-chlorinated steroid on the patient's face. So uh, one to three percent of children in the U.S. are allergic to peanuts, and um, high-risk conditions include egg allergy, eczema, or a family history of those problems. And between the ages of four and 11 months, you need to start feeding the baby a teaspoon and a half of peanut butter or some peanut-contained protein. Um, And that should be taken at least every week. Uh, Sometimes you can give it more often than once a week and still get by without any major problems. If then you look at children after the age of two, only 3% of those consuming peanuts still have a nut allergy, whereas 17% of those not consuming nuts have a nut allergy. My uh, youngest daughter, Jane, when she was five years old, ate some nuts out of a can, and her face blew up like this, and everyone thought, well, uh, she's faking it. She said she couldn't (laughs) swallow it. Her brother and sister said, you're faking it, and her face was all swollen. So I don't know how they came to that conclusion. Um, she has a nut allergy. This is not an uncommon problem. Some of you may have the problem as well. Okay, so the differential force is huge. Uh, seasonal dry skin, which may actually be a variant of uh, eczema, allergic or an irritant contact dermatitis, or great dermatitis, oasis. You need to keep all of these things, particularly photosensitivity if it's on sun-exposed skin. In the summertime, the patient can resist on the arms and legs, and their trunk is not involved. And in reaction, if they have fungus on the feet, uh, you need to think about scabies. This is something that we always get confused of at every health center every single year. Is this eczema or scabies? You're supposed to try to scrape the scabies and look at it under the microscope. I have sometimes seen eggs, but actually never seen a scabetic mite from something that I have scraped. Has anybody ever seen one? No. In a textbook. Yeah, in a textbook. Yeah, I've I, I yeah, had good luck with that. Remember that patients Speaking from the south of gardeners can have sports coasts. and see what they do and the point that cream is possibly drying strangely enough so uh, when you put cream on it may be that you dry a, a somewhat serious uh extrematory uh, patients you, you dry their skin somewhat whereas treatment is implicating and gives you greater medicinal So if you have a young child rather than giving them steroid cream you want to give them some sort of steroid point. a shampoo of course is good for hair Uh, Foam is good for hair. the high-potency, at least three different categories, high-potency, mid-range, and very low-potency steroids, readily at, at hand, so you don't have to go looking this up all the time, and sort of have it in the back A gel uh, is more for an acute inflammatory type of eczema. uh, eczema. And um, if you really get in trouble, a temporary use of oral steroids is probably uh, an okay thing to do. I don't think you need to always have a dermatologist advise you before you use oral steroids. You just can use it for a few days. And then um, using cotton, sometimes even surgical gloves, uh, for patients that um, have to work during the day if they're something like a you know, laborer and working in the garden or something like that, and they really have bad eczema, you can put on surgical gloves and put the steroid cream underneath the surgical drugs. Oral steroids, it's an easy uh, transfer from one to the other. And the, the way you do this is dexamethasone is equivalent we'll to one milligram methylprednisolone 4, prednisone 5, and nitrocodisone 20. One times four times five is 20. That's how you can remember what the relative potency of these things is. On occasion an IM shot, um, if you have someone who gets eczema every spring, for example, and or every fall, on occasion an IM shot of a long-lasting steroid will be affected, something like uh, Celestone. And um, if you have a very localized area that isn't getting better, uh, actually a different form of uh, chronic skin problem is called nodularis. It looks like eczema these mm-hmm. much more um, more like rough sandpaper than usual, and it's very hard to peel off the scale. Uh, sometimes direct injection into that lesion will help exudative uh, areas work better. And again, the up-to-date chapter has a list of all the topical steroids you could use. You should pick one in each group. So here is what I like to use. I use bobetazole for the really potent stuff. I use uh, uh, the. Uh, Bucinanide for um, less, uh, relatively less potent. Uh, a lot of you guys use beta methazone. that's not actually the most potent steroid. Um, and then something like desonide is a good substitute for hydrocortisone if you're treating someone around the face, our ears, or our neck. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than hydrocortisone, which is course is available over the counter. Okay, so uh, you want to reduce, so these are things that are not steroids. You want to reduce exposure to things like mold, and cats and um, stress or food, Uh, make sure the room is clear. Don't have any dust collecting kinds of things (laughs) in the room. Uh, Sometimes the patients are really irritated. You can have them uh, sit with cold, wet compresses on, and that will relieve the irritation of the eczema. uh, Briefly, a humidifier will help for kids, uh, particularly um, if they're using radiation. Moisturizers, moisturize, 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 moisturize. Give people little tubes to carry in their, in their purses and pockets. I see some of you putting this on your hands all the time, and that's a good thing to keep doing. You want to use a non-drying soap. Bath oils are helpful. Oatmeal. Uh, and the oil gets leached out of the oatmeal to lubricate to, uh, the skin uh, you, after, after bathing or showering, this time of year, most people would call you with itchy skin and dry skin are standing in the shower for 10 or 15 minutes because it feels good. That is the wrong thing to do. You want to make showers be two to five minutes at most. In length, you want to use a like soap, and afterwards, you want to pat the skin dry and put on some sort of uh, volume uh, steroids are useful Antihistamines may help. We uh, sometimes need a higher dose. We've talked about this before. One, one dose of, um, uh, of antihistamine may not help. So uh, giving Zyrtec twice a day or uh, sometimes up to four times a day may be necessary in some of these patients. And the major side effect of doing that is sleepiness. Hydroxazine may be a substitute for the over-the-counter steroids. Antibiotics may be necessary if you think the patient has a leaky kind of skin with superficial infection. You can use tar, but uh, it stinks, but it actually works well for the heel problem. Um, so a tar ointment on the back of the heel covered with a cotton socket knife may actually uh, loosen that uh, heel problem up pretty well. There is a, a tar brand that people like is MUMUA. I, I have not actually used this brand, but that's what's on good brand to use when you're dealing with um, problems in the feet that don't respond to all the steroids. Uh, and uh But uh, that is a steroid spearing uh, treatment, 2% topical cream. And lastly, there's if, as if there's for everything now, there's a monoclonal antibody. Um, this monoclonal antibody, we will adopt doubt primary care physicians will ever be able to use it. Um, it and it's extremely expensive. So uh, if any dermatologist recommends it, uh, be careful for the patient, make sure they're not getting overcharged. UV light treatment, radiation for some people, and then lastly big guns like this.